Riker to Captain Picard. Go ahead, number one. May I see you in the observation lounge, sir? I'll be right there. This seems to be some kind of meeting place. Some kind of meeting. Some 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 kind of meeting place. Could you want it? Might be good. I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Maybe we'd better talk out here. The observation lounge has turned into a swamp. Artu, wait! Oh dear. Artu! Artu, I really don't think we should rush into this. Oh, Artu! This is the Observation Lounge for the week of Saturday, December 23rd, 2012. I have so many questions. I'm Greg Carbon. With me today is Observation Lounge News Editor, Catherine Bryan. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Greg. Nice to be here again. Thank you. Uh, second time... Observation Lounger, Michael Nixon from Geek Crash Course. Welcome, Michael. Hello again, everybody. And Trek FM TOS editor and frequent Observation Lounge non-co-hoster, Drew Stewart. Welcome, Drew. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. So we are taking yet another not really doing a news show. Not, not that I hate doing a news show. Like, news is fine, but I like doing this sort of show. So this week, we're going to throw out the rundown. And does talk about trailers. Because I, I I don't know if you guys are like me and our listeners, if I can speak to you directly. I saw movies over the weekend. Movies that we're not going to talk about because we did that last week. And there were a lot of trailers. A lot of new trailers. And I, I was kind of taken aback. But I, I started to realize, oh, 2013. This might be a, a kind of cool year. So I, I thought we'd take, we'd take a week and, and talk about what trailers were interesting to us. Does that sound like... That, Sound like a plan? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good plan. I'll oh, allow good. it. <laughs> Approval. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the first trailer I want to get out of the way. Uh, I know this is Trek FM, and yet this is the part of the show, this is part of the network where we don't talk about Star Trek. But we're going to talk about Star Trek anyway. I'm sorry. We, we have to talk <laughs> about Yay. the Into Darkness yes. trailer. <laughs> I couldn't avoid it. But I want to let someone else speak. So let's see. Drew, are you in general excited about Space Adventure 2013? I I am I'm eager to see if it can live up to this mysterious hype that mm. it, that it seems to be building with this trailer that tells you nothing really <laughs> except that people will be punching, shooting and running and then jumping and then falling. A lot of falling. <laughs> That's the Abrams charm, baby. <laughs> and lens flares, of course. Ooh. Um, as, as, as the TOS editor, I, I feel like I should be more, it needs to be more, (laughs) you know, old fashioned and stuff, but I don't know. I'm really excited about if it gets people excited about Star Trek in general. And this was my thing with, with 2009 is that no matter what you thought about it, it really helped the resurgence. If, if JJ Abrams space adventure 2009 had not come out we would not have Star Trek on Netflix. I'm sure of it. And we wouldn't be recording all these podcasts. I, I really think that it caused this resurgence. And I feel that the the more people that we can bring in with the punching, shooting, and running, then we can, then we can uh, bring them 
into the the deeper aspects the the real star trek where the, exactly. the real things happen the, the cities on the edge of forever's <laughs> yes and the dominion, by real star trek dominion you do mean is... enterprise right yes, yes all of enterprise certainly yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. Enterprise is the only show that has not been completely detonated uh, by the alternate universe. Enterprise actually still <laughs> exists even in the alternate universe. There you go. So I, I like to I like to say that yeah, from a certain point of view, Enterprise and the JJ movies is all that exists, and the rest of it is is all gone. I, I can live with that. I am <laughs> disappointed in the in the new synopsis that does not mention detonating. The I flu. know. It's it, so in fact, <laughs> it seems to read like someone who's a native English speaker, unlike <laughs> the the original synopsis that reads like they they wrote it in Japanese and then translated it to English from someone who had no idea what Star Trek was. The first synopsis was, I have was to strange. Say, I have to say, I just saw yeah. um, the trailer in theaters with three people who haven't seen Star Trek, like they just didn't watch it, mm-hmm. and they were sitting there. And they they sort of enjoyed it as an action movie, and they were like, "Oh, explosions! This is great!" And afterwards, they were like, "So, what's this? What's this movie going to be about? Like, who's the villain? I don't. Is there a villain in this movie?" And I was like, "Who's the yes. villain?" That's a complicated answer. <laughs> That's a good uh, sign. The answer is yes. That there, yeah. there is a villain. Who yes. is it? Meh. Well, of that course, guy. of course, he's a villain. He's in a glass selling act too. Oh That's god! That's how you can tell people they're villains these days. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's going to escape because he allowed himself to be captured. Obviously, of course. <laughs> Did it's you want to talk about this, this Michael? Plan. <laughs> I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about, but I feel like we're getting at least one bad guy in a glass cell per, like, section of big movies. Yes. Uh, I think uh, so far we've got one a quarter, I would say, so far. Uh, we've got <laughs> that, uh, uh, Loki yeah. and the Avengers. We've got uh, Javier Bardem in Skyfall. Uh, and now we've got, quote, unquote, John Harrison in, uh, in Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> They, they never got Bane into a glass cell, did they? No. That's, maybe that's the one thing that... He that, was uh, in a jail, though, for like a little bit there. So, maybe? Well, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say that, to a certain extent, Star Trek invented the glass cell. Because they've had people in Briggs with... The cage. Yeah, exactly. Oh, from the very first pilot. Very first episode. Cells. Exactly. And, wow, and look I, at Michael. The legacy. I, they were doing the glass cells knowledge. before it was cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and to be fair, we don't know that this is an act two cell. We don't know that he planned to be in there. I, I did actually, there's a little bit of, you know, sources, as I know Drew loves sources. Oh, but, wow. But this guy said that he's not there because My he wants God. to be. That he's there because they caught him and they have him. Now, whether that's true, whether the guy even knows is is another matter, but yes, another glass cell. That I I do love that picture though. Can anyone complain about Benedict Cumberbatch being in a cell? No. Can anyone complain about Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> at all? Exactly. No. No, no human being. No. Can. <laughs> I I do want to bring up the theory that since I'm not on Ready Room, I can't bring up my ridiculous theories on mm-hmm. who the villain is. They said that the villain was a canon character, but they. They Benedict Cumberbatch is apparently playing this John Harrison guy, but they did confirm that Carol Marcus <laughs> is in the movie. I say that this is all a ruse. Benedict Cumberbatch has been framed for all this. John Harrison is not the villain. Carol Marcus is. What? You heard it here. Wow. I just blew right. your mind. 
If you're right, I will have to kill you. Oh God, that is it's a fate worse that. than death. <laughs> that is Even a good thing. In if that actually death. is, I will stand up and walk out of the theater. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, are are you a Star Trek fan per se? Like a, oh, a big time fan, like the rest of us? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Well, I, I've a, never uh, heard your thoughts about the JJ films. Uh, I enjoy them quite a bit. Um, I mean, I'm not super deep. To, I, the thing is, I kind of am. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see a problem with it. It's a new take on a thing, and that's kind of the whole point. And as far as remakes, reboots, whatevers go, like, why not change some things and have fun inside the genre? So I liked it, and I don't really – I seem to be the only person who doesn't <laughs> mind the lens flares. Um, <laughs> so – there you go. There's know. lens flares uh, in all of the Star Trek films, in like every I, sci-fi film. It's, it's it's not even brand new. So yeah, I mean, you're not going to get an episode of of classic Star Trek in movie form. It's just not going to happen because a lot of classic Star Trek episodes are not very theatrical. We went to this planet. There's pollen that does stuff. <laughs> Two hours later, it's not. Yeah, the the X Files did try that with. Um, I want to believe it was just a um, sort of monster of the week movie, and it was not my favorite. Thing I enjoyed it, ever. but not as planned, and mm. most no. of the people didn't. So yeah, there there, there are you stories you there are stories you can tell on television, and there are stories you have to tell in a movie. Exactly. And maybe maybe you know people complain about the JJ verse movies and how they're not, you know doing the the morality tales and stuff maybe we're just not getting those laid back adventures because really that would be boring do you saw you saw the opening the imax opening right has everyone on the panel seen the imax i haven't i read about it but i've read those spoilers it's it's like all about the prime directive apparently which is really exciting yeah i I don't know it's riveting riveting stuff we can't Beam him out of the volcano, or it will let the villagers know the villagers who Hold are about on. to die. I don't. What? But the ship's underwater. It's they're Why hiding. Is... How they could hide in space? <laughs> <laughs> it's a spaceship. They had to have brought it into the atmosphere and put it underwater to hide it. Maybe... There are other questions at work here. Yes. <laughs> It was night. Everyone was asleep. It's fine. Yeah, spaceships aren't that loud or huge or anything. Yeah, I'm hoping. You realize you're trying to apply logic to J.J. Abrams, and that never ends well for anyone ever. <laughs> okay, but the trailer... when has that ever ended well? But the trailer itself, it's 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 pretty cool. I like the the Christopher Pine, Christopher Pike. What am I trying to say? Not Chris Pine, Christopher Pike, and his. Yeah. His his speech about how you are going to get everyone under your command killed, and then it switches to being all like action craziness. It's it's a good trailer. I was really excited by it. I think in 3D it's awful, but in general it's it's a really good trailer. Um, as opposed to some of the other things we're going to talk about today. Uh, do you guys have any like big negatives trailer wise? Like anything that really stood out as as bad in this? The hand on the window thing. I'm not uh, sold on replaying that. That section kind of an, like the the. It's not a good end of trailer line. It's yeah. it's like a it's one for us because it's kind of you know hey geeks the hand on the glass and there's a little bit of Vulcan salute going on. How's it feel, everybody? <laughs> but everybody else, it's a guy talking about like your family is a whole thing or whatever. I'm like. <laughs> 
like, who cares? <laughs> this is a movie about spaceships, like, blowing things up. The last movie, A Planet, got sucked into a black hole. I don't give a crap about anybody's family. Let's blow up some planets <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's a movie. Be movie-y. I'm with you on that. We got, what, one shot of the Enterprise in space? Yes. Like yeah. it was damaged. It was all damaged. Oh, it, that that shot makes me me sad. I'm sure Catherine days. could go on and on about her baby. I mean, this isn't her baby, but this is a baby. No, it's not the NX01, but it is, you know, the 1701, and I still have the loves and the feels for the Enterprise. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about what happens when you crash a spaceship into San Francisco Bay, but it's fine. That's I'm sure everything well, will be Well, apparently fine. if you can if you can do it at night in hiding and not break the prime directive, <laughs> The ship's fine. Ship's I'm, fine. You've got a great pilot, Mr. Sulu. <laughs> we are pretty sure it's that... good that he knows the... how to work that silver, like, forward clutch thingy. He's <laughs> really... Important. That's he's He's acing his, uh, his exams now. To be clear, we are pretty sure that the, the ship crashing into San Francisco Bay is not the 1701, the Enterprise. It's, it's the it's rest another... of the fleet being detonated. Yes, it's it's <laughs> fleet's being detonated. Yes, I don't know if they're detonating San Francisco this Bay. It's fully at the same operational time. battle station. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's probably enough about Star Trek on our show that doesn't talk about Star Trek. Let let's move on to what's probably going to be the whole rest of our time, which is the Man of Steel trailer. Which, <laughs> uh, those of you not in the know, that's the new Superman film, which is coming from Zack Snyder, who is the guy behind Three Hundred and Watchmen. And, uh, and Legend of the Guardians. Wait, he he was Legend of the Guardians? Legend yep. of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, my favorite movie. I didn't realize that was a Zack Snyder film. Yep. Oh, yes. Wow, okay. Oh, and the critically lauded Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is the one I always forget. I was also going to bring up um, Dawn of the Dead, which he did the Dawn didn't of the Dead. Didn't he do Sin City? Remake. Uh, no. That was, no. Um, that's Robert okay. Rodriguez. That was Rodriguez, yes. and But that's an interesting thing to look at, is, is Sin City versus 300. They're both actually really faithful adaptations of the source material. I kind of have problems with 300 because I have problems with the source material. Hmm. Man of Steel is just going to be a big action blockbuster Superman film. I'm going to shut up now. Um, Catherine, thoughts? Thoughts on Man of Steel? Any, any thoughts? Oh, I have several thoughts about Beard of Steel. I just... <laughs> I, in the words of Clark Kent himself, I have, I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't feel like we need another angsty, angsty superhero origin movie Agreed. with long shots of fields of corn and slow motion <laughs> drowning. I, I hated every moment of the trailer. I'm sorry. Wow. Ooh, oh. I hated every I, moment. Every disagree. moment? What Maybe about Kevin Costner? I don't Kevin hate Kevin Costner. Kevin kind See? of a dick. Yes, he wanted to let a busload of children die so that his yeah. son wouldn't be mutated and maybe. experimented on. He he says maybe. I, I don't think that's a, a yes, you should have let them die. Dump those kids, son. Dump them in the lake, <laughs> is what I heard. You should go kill them now. <laughs> kill them all, Michael. I mean, Clark. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like we've had a lot of Superman in the past. We had all of Smallville, all of it. Mm. Which was well, barely not. Superman. Let's be honest. It, Come it was on. sort of Superman sometimes. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's a fair, that, that's a fair and honest point. I don't know why I watched all of that show once Lex Luthor left. I don't. You and me both. Or at all. Uh, ever. Well, it's just, we, okay, so we got Superman in, what, 1976. 
That was the 1978. Okay, thank you. And that was origin story, and then him against Lex Luthor. And then we got Superman 2, which I think is actually really, really good film. Um, and that Agreed. didn't do the origin story. It was just him versus Zod. And then we don't need to talk about 3 and 4. Um, but then we got Superman Returns, which is like, okay, let's do the origin story again and have him fight Lex Luthor again. Well, they don't Which actually, do the origin story in Superman Returns. They sort of do weird coming back story. They they put a little yeah they work. put a little bit of the origin in there. It's it's a weird. I actually like Superman Returns a lot, but it's more of the fact that yeah it's it spends a lot of time getting to the point. Like it takes a long time to get to. It's like you guys complain about King Kong, um, not getting to the eight. There's a long time before he's actually Superman and doing stuff. And now we seem to be doing that again, where. Okay, we're going to tell yeah, the origin, I mean, and then he's going to go to the Fortress of Solitude, and he's going to hear from Russell Crowe about being a man. It's like, do we really need to do this again? I mean, he's I on fire I, at some point, I guess. I've always said that the last thing a Superman movie needs is to do the origin story. I mean, yeah. he's he's the one character everyone knows about, because he's the first superhero. Clark Kent, Daily Planet, glasses, no glasses, cape, Superman. Everybody knows it. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why we had to do another origin story for Peter Parker, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> uh, it so, wasn't I mean, dark enough. <laughs> See, I, I really liked Amazing Spider-Man. I just don't understand why I have to do origin stories every time I want to restart a franchise. It's, it's pointless. Uh, or at least have it be somebody else. else's origin story, like with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. It, it's yeah. a brand new guy. Like, okay, you have to retell the origin because it's a new guy, but Peter Parker kind of, okay, he's... Goes to a place and takes pictures and gets bitten and then he becomes super a uh, Spider Man and great power, great responsibility, blah blah blah. Yeah, you could sort of just start with him swinging like Spider Man Two does, and just yeah. go from there. And then have him lose his powers and oh, gain them again. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm Any sorry. other second movie I don't like that the does Spider Mans. Okay, so I'm, so not, I'm not, not a massive Spider fan either, honestly. So to not go on on a Spider tangent, um. Drew, your your thoughts on on the Man of Steel trailer? Well, what? <laughs> what did he just say? Nothing. <laughs> okay, so Man of Steel, uh, the teaser trailer, I was not interested in at all. Right. I'm like, what is this movie? Oh, it's Superman. And this one tried to play it the same way, like you know. Oh, it's all emotional and stuff, and there's a guy in the water, and oh, he picked up a bus. Okay. Oh, it's Superman. Look, here he is with his cape. It it like, I th- it may be trying to have its cake and eat it too, in that it's like, I'm a deep, dark, you know, origin story where, you know, maybe, maybe I don't want to save people. And then it's just like, explosions and people punching and shooting and running and jumping off of things. And I... I I don't trust Zack Snyder. I don't. Yeah. I did not like Watchmen. I did not like... 300 was okay, but just because it was so meme-worthy. Hmm. And I didn't see Sucker Punch because hmm. I heard that it was terrible. So, yeah, I it, just don't trust him. It's been so reliant on the source material. Like, Watchmen is... I think Watchmen is as good as you can do a Watchmen film. Like, I love, I love Watchmen. It's a hard thing to do on film. I think the Watchmen film does a fairly good job of translating it. I don't trust this script I, I i don't it's not looking great but i i don't know that he's doing a bad job of it it looks cool at least right we can agree yeah uh, i mean maybe. i really like the look of the movie mm-hmm. um 
I like the new Superman costume minor modifications. I like this version more than I like the one in the comics right now. Mm. So, and I, I mean, there honestly, like you can complain that that Zack Snyder's a guy who just shoots pretty pictures, but man, his pictures are pretty. Like when Superman's <laughs> walking out onto the ice with the, that shot from behind him of like the boots and the cape. Yeah, done. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a huge Superman guy. I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan, but I saw that shot and I was like, I'm going to go see this movie because that's Superman walking on some ice and it looks freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. This is another one where I saw the 3D converted trailer and I suddenly hated every moment of it. It's <laughs> it's another really bad conversion. Sometimes the trailers are worse than the film themselves, but I think I'm going to see this one in 2G because that seems to be what Snyder's aiming for. And it he makes some really cool looking images. Like when, when Clark or Superman puts his fist on that ice and you just, it starts rumbling and the little rocks go around and then it's cracking. He starts charging up like a Dragon Ball Z character. It's it's awesome though. It's an awesome moment. I really liked it. Now, now if he goes into space and starts, you know, sitting there and listening and then goes and like stops a bank robbery again, I'm going to be angry, but (laughs) I like that, that, that shot just looked really cool. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly hopeful for it it's still not the superman film i'm wanting which i'm still not quite sure what that even would be Hmm. i definitely have faith in Zack snyder's ability to make everything beautiful yeah for for two hours at a time because he is one of my favorite just visual directors maybe not his storytelling sometimes he gets a little bit lost in the sauce but visually it's always enjoyable yeah i i've heard this called the instagram superman (laughs) <laughs> a lot of That's orange terrible. and teal certainly yeah yeah okay so there's there's man of St- beard of steel whatever we're calling it um <laughs> then the next one that we're talking about is switching back to marvel uh, which we, we seem to talk about marvel a lot on this show it's iron man 3 and now this is the iron man not from john favreau but actually from shane black who wrote and directed probably my my favorite non-genre film i guess i would say which is kiss kiss bang bang which is really really good if you guys haven't seen it you should go watch it now i can watch that film every day so the idea of him getting his hands on iron man made me very happy now the trailer we've had the trailer for a little while still want to talk about it uh michael did you have are you are you a big iron man iron man person i'm a huge iron man fan uh (laughs) i i've said before that uh, the the 1990s Iron Man cartoon is the thing that made me a geek. I saw that and I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Uh, my first comic book was an Iron Man comic book. Uh, I, I've been I've been a huge Iron Man fan before. I was a fan of like superheroes in general. So um, the franchise is kind of a thing I like and care about quite a bit because hmm. uh, now other people know who the hell this Iron Man character is. <laughs> and don't think I'm just making up a superhero whenever they ask me who my favorite is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm excited for three. Uh, I mean, I don't know if John Favreau is the strongest director in the universe to be the one guy to finally say that. Um, <laughs> I think the strength of the first movie is that they ad-libbed a lot of it. And when they actually had to direct a script, I don't know if Favreau was terribly up to the challenge in Iron Man 2. I mean, especially as complicated a script as that one was and ultimately failed to be. Um, so I'm kind of glad to see a guy like Shane Black, who's a very character focused director, uh, take the reins on like the first characters of this movie universe. 
So uh, I'm excited. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is is I think Ben Kingsley's Mandarin voice is the worst thing ever. Like it's 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 Bane level terrible. Yeah, Dude, and I, Bane I'm a is concerned the worst thing ever. That they chose Number Mandarin. One. Out of <laughs> right? everyone ever from the Iron Man universe, they're like, yes, the Mandarin. Yes, this will succeed. Oh. Well, they they've been building up to the Mandarin. I mean, on on the very first I film, mean, the Mandarin's the, the big ba- Iron. I mean, the, take yeah. it from an Iron Man fan. There are no good Iron Man villains. They're yeah. all terrible. Like <laughs> if there Batman, are maybe less like, racist ones. Though, maybe. <laughs> I, uh, hey, you'd be surprised. Uh, it's a ben tight Kingsley race. played Gandhi. He can play the yep. Mandarin. I, I, yeah. This, this was my question. Well, they have said they have said that the Mandarin isn't Asian, so they cleared that up. Well, okay. I saw Ben Kingsley's face, and I figured that one out for myself. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Marvel Studios. Uh, I, yeah, I thought we moved away from putting Ben Kingsley in every movie. Like we went through like ten years of Ben Kingsley being in everything. I felt like I'm not seeing a problem here. I've never, I've never liked him. I always feel like he's hamming it up, and this is just more ham. Look, that, yeah, I can see that point. Like, if if he if he turns in a uh, uh, the hood from Thunderbirds level performance on the Mandarin, <laughs> I think we've got a reason to be concerned. But if he turns in a good performance, then probably less of a worry. I don't hmm. know. And also, he was going to be the Vulture that one time, so we should give him one of these <laughs> that, things. I I kind of I kind of could could have seen him as the Vulture. I, I don't know if that'll ever actually happen though. Well, what about you, Drew? Probably not. Um. When I first saw it, which was a few months ago, mm. um, I'm trying to bring back my old thing. It's definitely Iron Man into Darkness, which isn't <laughs> isn't a sentence, but the Iron Man but rises. It works. <laughs> um, it it's really dark. I think this is what I wanted Iron Man two to be, not just action set piece. Look at this villain; he's got laser whips. <laughs> I, I I can see that that it will be more than just you know. I'm sick, but I'm not going to ask anybody for help. It's going to be like, the entire world's changed. I just blew up Manhattan and went through a hole in space to another dimension and then blew up a whole bunch of stuff with a nuke. And then the Hulk caught me, and it was awesome. I committed minor (laughs) genocide a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, back at home... And and it seems like like there are a lot of suits. I like the Iron Man suits. I think that there... It looks like there are a lot of suits or pieces of suits... And it looks like maybe he gets to fight one of his suits, which is also cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to see his suits, all the different marks. <laughs> he gets like two or three a movie. It's impressive. I. <laughs> well, that that's a thing with Iron Man. Though. Ma- thing, Michael, you, I mean, can, you can chime in. He's always building new suits. That's the thing I love about Iron Man is he's the only superhero who like costume change isn't a big noteworthy event. It's the expected norm of the character. I mean his suit changes from his first appearance to his second appearance. They make it gold. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 and it's just undergone like constant change since then. So I, I love the idea. I mean, that's the reason I love the character is he's just this sort of continuous improvement, self-improvement, what's better. Um, which is honestly why I'm kind of hating the current comics run. Um, hmm. it's a whole other show. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I like seeing different suits every movie, and if the whole uh, it's not the Mark 8, it's the Mark 47 thing is true, that's going to be an interesting couple of minutes, I would say, for the big oh, action I did read that. Scene. I thought it was a typo. It's like, 47? <laughs> oh, explain geez. this, because I've not read it, so I think some of our listeners may not may not know what this is. Yeah, um, so uh, in the Avengers, 
uh, the suit he wears in the Avengers is the Mark Seven. And yes. so when they debuted the new suit for Iron Man 3 at Comic-Con, everybody was calling it the Mark 8. Um, and then, uh, I don't know how it got out there into the world, but uh, somebody was quoted as saying, uh, it's not the Mark 8, it's the Mark 47. Um, that new which, gold suit. Yeah, the, the kind of... 47. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole, um, what they're saying is they're, they're adapting the Extremis storyline, uh, kind of, where Tony could control multiple suits at a time. So the rumor is, like, the Act 3 fight is Tony mentally controlling, like, 47 suits. Oh, wow. Uh, which oh, dear. sounds amazing. Nice. Well, what about you, Catherine? I, I, I uh, haven't heard you chime in on, on Iron Man yet. On on Iron Man 3? I definitely love the trailer. 2, I, Avengers 2? Avengers 1.5? Yes. No, it would be Avengers 2 if it was about Hawkeye, and I got my <laughs> Hawkeye movie. <laughs> it's called Hansel and Gretel. Coming uh, yes, out in March is. or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I'm not the only one excited for that movie. <laughs> he uses a bow and arrow in that thing, right? Because come on, he better. Come on, he better. It's oh, kind Jeremy of Renner. That's a that's a whole podcast, Jeremy Renner. That's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the trailer because it definitely isn't just blowing stuff up. Pepper Potts actually gets to do a lot. It looks like in this movie, and I feel like she got a little bit shafted. In the mm. first two, it's true. And I, I know in the second her. one she got to take over the company. That was pretty cool. And but we didn't see Tony a lot of no. it. You know, this is the only role in which I don't hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I actually like when Pepper Potts is on screen, and in any other film, I absolutely hate her. So yes, I'm, I'm glad to see that she got a little bit of a little stuff to do in Avengers, and apparently she's even bigger in Iron Man three. And apparently they're blowing up his house, which is yep. unfortunate. Crazy. I liked his house. That's apparently like the first to be... act too. Yeah, I, I was reading something about that. Like the house exploding is the the inciting incident of the movie. Did they? So did the rest they of the movie then house? happens after that. And everything. Well, there's the. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Damn you in your capitalist house, Tony Stark. <laughs> There does definitely seem to be a theme with all these trailers of yeah. people and or houses leaping off cliffs. Yes. Yep. A lot of sliding and falling. Your house tends to explode. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that seems to be, I mean, that's a new thing. I, maybe it's just that effects are, are, they're not easier, but you can make these huge scale things. It's like, let's blow up as much stuff as we can because we sort of can. Like Avengers... Remember, started with that whole shield complex blowing up. Yeah. Um, we'll get to G.I. Yeah. Joe later, which I'm pretty sure Ugh. blew up London. Uh, so, something's happening. Poor London. Yeah, I know. Well, the last movie, they like melted France or something, didn't they? Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll, we'll get to G.I. Joe. But there's just a lot of, there's Zoom a lot of blowing Joe. up. <laughs> there's a lot of blowing up in things. And Iron Man seems to be no different. Yeah, I'm excited for Iron Man 3. As I'm excited for all of these, I'm really looking forward to figuring out, like, really, what's the villain? Because we didn't get much Mandarin in this one. I mean, he's kind of in it, but like, when he's 47 suits are are fighting, exactly what are they fighting? Is it another guy in another suit? Because I I know that I is know. all that is all Iron Man villains is another guy in a suit. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just Gary Mitchell. Maybe that this is the movie that Gary hey, Mitchell's in. Gary there Mitchell's you go. In this one. No, but really, Michael. Greatest I, crossover ever. Does does he ever fight like Gorilla Man? Like somebody not in a suit, but just like 
I don't know, powerful for some other reason? I can't think of Manny or Annie. Um, he fights the Hulk, Yeah, generally his 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 bad guys are all guys augmented by technology. So like the Melter Melt stuff, Firebrand rather redundantly makes fire. Um, I mean, the Iron Man is generally at his best when he's fighting other people's villains. Hmm, I mean, in, in, re- in the Fraction run, he had a, a story where he was fighting Dr. Octopus, and that's one of the best like that's... stories in that run. Because it's like that. two super geniuses going after each other, which is awesome. Um, and then there's a great uh, story from the Leighton Michelini run of the like 70s and 80s. Mostly 70s, I think. It's, it's, Tony Stark has a jerry curl and a very, very questionable mustache. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he, he and Doctor Doom have like a three-part story where they basically do the Arthurian legend, but it's Iron Man and Doctor Doom like having to get the king and like King Arthur. Oh, wow. In like past, present, and future, it's I have that insane. I have that it's, comic book. <laughs> it's a great comic. It's absolutely one of my favorite comics. Uh, so I don't know it, that the uh, Iron Man's villains are are just kind of awful, uh, and they're all like, "This is what would happen if Tony Stark went bad." Look, it's a green Iron Man. <laughs> oh no! <It's> titanium. <laughs> There's a red Iron Man. It's the Crimson Dynamo. Oops. <laughs> Better punch it, Tony. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what they do if they ever had to print it. If they like ran out of money and had to print in black and white, just everybody is different shades of Iron Man. It's a slightly grayish Iron Man, Tony. Fifty Shades of Iron Man. I'm sorry. Yes, Better hit him you. with the Unibeam. <laughs> All right. I don't know so why I... everyone in my imaginary scenarios talks like a 1930s newsreader, but here I we are. love it. I cannot explain <laughs> everything in that. All everything. right. Well. Ever. Well, All 30s, right, Drew. Well, six... Let's get down to the rundown. <laughs> can I can I segue us into uh, not the 30s? Actually, I guess the 20s, but close enough. Fine. Um, uh, Catherine, uh, talk to me about the Great Gatsby. I don't know if I can without just weeping with <laughs> joy for this trailer. Oh man! Oh, I got to fonts, see this trailer. Fonts. Oh god, I got to see this trailer in glorious, glorious IMAX 3D. Ah. And it was just majestic to behold. If I have faith in anything in filmmaking, it's Baz Luhrmann's ability to just like suck you in to this world that he's creating on the screen. And the casting in this movie, I I don't think I could be happier. It's with the perfect. Casting in this movie. So I, I guess I Leonardo guess... DiCaprio's broody broody face <laughs> is all I've ever wanted for Jay Gatsby. And and Tobey Maguire in what I think is the role he's born for. I mean, he was. Okay, he was like a good concept for Peter Parker. He he turned mm-hmm. out to be awful, but it was a good mm-hmm. idea. Let's have this kind of dopey looking guy. But to play Nick Carraway, he is absolutely perfect. You just want to punch him in the face. You do, which is just so right perfect. Right in the face. Oh, okay, uh, good. You want to? Oh, okay. Yes. I've not yes. read the book, yes. so well, I was just like, I want to kill him. I want to punch <laughs> him in his stupid little face. Oh, well, okay. the book is good. written. The book is better. written from his point of view. It's a. Uh, it's it's a first-person narrative written from Nick's point of view. But I think even reading the book, you kind of get the sense. You kind of want to punch Nick in the face. <laughs> That's why it's hard for a lot of people to read when they're in high school, because they are that whiny That's little turd. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's not fair that he gets Jordan Baker. She's she's way too good for him. <sighs> oh, my God. Obviously, I, I, love, I love The Great Gatsby, the book. And so every moment of this trailer where they're like, 
quoting the book or like the image on the screen is exactly what I imagined from the book. Um, I was just happy, happy, happy. Um, but are, are you guys, Mike, Michael, Drew, I guess starting with Michael, are you a big Gatsbyer or, or not so much? I'm not a massive Gatsbyan pavilion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I enjoyed my cursory high school mandated read of the novel. Uh, I haven't ever read it for pleasure, unfortunately. I, I should eventually do that at some point to achieve uh, a grown up attitude. Um, <laughs> but I think it looks really good. If it, it, Apparently, it wants me to hate Toby Maguire and it is doing its job. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, from what I know of the story and what I remember of the story, because mind you, it was a while ago. Um, this seems like it, and I really like. I, I hope the modern music in the trailers carries into the movie because I think it's a really cool idea. I have a feeling he's and, gonna do that, right? Uh, was he, I remind me? Did he do the Romeo plus Juliet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Now. And Moulin Rouge, of course. Yes. So I, I feel like, yes, we're going to continue with the modern music, which is fine for me because, to put this out there, Catherine knows this, but when I read, when I really, really got into Great Gatsby in college, and I read it like four times in a row, I was listening to The Postal Service, their, their one nice. album, District Sleeps Alone, nice. Alone Tonight, and the album and book are completely meshed in my head. Like, I can't read one without hearing the other or hear <laughs> one without reading the, in my head. So... I don't know that he'll get a Postal Service song in this, but putting any modern music absolutely works for me. I don't need it like big band orchestra or whatever you would do. Like, oh, this is the jazz soundtrack. Like, I I, I don't need that. I, I well, love The trailer opens with a Kanye West Kanye. song, which oh. is not a thing I would choose. <laughs> and then it ends with this crazy version of um, what is that song called? I forget, oh, but I want to be having that song in my ear hole. Yeah, I don't know nope. what it's yes. called. Is it? I, I was hold just going so happy together, whatever. Yes, yeah, that happy song together is. by Filter. R- uh, really, yeah. Filter. Yes, and oh. and also they managed to fit Florence and the Machine in there. Really, yes, Deal. with the song "Bedroom Hymns." But I, I, I want all those songs to actually be in the movie. Yes, like uh, that's what Baz Luhrmann does. And 3D, yeah. you saw it. You saw it in 3D, Catherine. Oh, I did. This is going to be our it's first, good. like, non, I, well, it's kind of a genre, but it's our first really non-genre 3D film, which I am so excited for. Did it look Baz as gorgeous Lerman as I hoped? Meant, yes, Baz Luhrmann was meant to direct in 3D. The way that he uses it, it's like, I hate to mm, talk about Avatar because it's not one of my favorite movies, but mm. he uses it just to expand the world and not just have terrible things flying at you. It looks like, like Coraline. Hobbit. Sort of the, the strength of yes. Coraline was that they used the 3D to build depth instead of have things right. come at you. Right. Um, and I'm so excited. This is where it really shines. Yeah, I, I'm so excited about 3D. I love 3D. I just bought a 3D television. I, I love it, but so much 3D is awful. Um, it's one of the problems I had with the IMAX preview. It's like, oh, let's throw spears at the camera and run through a forest just so it's all weird in 3D. But this is going to be native 3D. It's going to be these amazing shots that Lerman puts together. Um, anyway, uh, Drew, I, I, I have yet to have heard really well um i was homeschooled through high school so i didn't read many of the classics so i've not read the great gatsby and didn't even know that they were making a movie of it we we, until... we can talk later about how that follows because because i was homeschooled as well and i read all, uh, all of the classics but uh we well, can have that discussion my... later <laughs> fight <laughs> 
But uh, uh, I, I knew it was a book, and I knew that Catherine was excited about it uh, when she was putting together the rundown. So I'm watching the trailer, and I'm like, what is this? There's like, there's awful green screens, and there's these weird camera angles, and it's like, who does this director think he is, Bosler? Oh. <laughs> now all of a sudden, I want to see this movie. Right, yeah. I mean, all those things, like, if, if it wasn't Baz Luhrmann, maybe we could be worried that it was just flapjash thrown together, but you know yeah. he's doing everything on purpose. Yes. If it's if it looks, if the green screen is weird, it's because he wanted it to be weird. <laughs> Um, it does it does have that weird like King Kong, that weird like created thirties or created twenties. Yeah. It it still works for me like it worked in King Kong, but yet it does have that veneer of, yeah, okay, they didn't go on location and shoot this. Uh, but at least it doesn't feel like the Paramount backlot, right? Yeah. And 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 it being all CG will help with the three D mm. rather than, you know, the background static sets that they would have to build a big matte painting to sit behind them. Um, well, I feel like that's where Lerman really succeeds is with his stylized mm-hmm. directorial, I guess, style. Well, this I mean, is a Moulin weird thing. Rouge is oh. the is the movie that got me into musicals. Like, I didn't really like musicals all that much. Mm. Thankfully, I got into musicals before I met my wife because she's huge on it. But it was it was Moulin Rouge was the thing. I was like, I fell out of my chair when they started uh, just doing all these popular songs. I think it was like a virgin. I just fell out of my chair. Literally, I was like, "This is the greatest movie ever created. Why have I not seen this before?" <laughs> the the issues being, I don't like Tobey Maguire, but thankfully, I'm not supposed to apparently. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna say it. I don't like it when Leonardo DiCaprio does weird accents. Hmm. Got, his voice is a little off. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna talk like this. You know, yeah, uh, it'll <laughs> the theme of some of the trailers today. That, that's, weird uh, voices, but but yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Gatsby. She's got feels. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Maybe that might be part of the characterization of Gatsby. Yes, a slightly off accent. It is okay. You're, you're so are don't supposed, spoil the movie for me. You're supposed to get a weird well, feeling about his then. accent. That, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Again, I, I, I think anything like, Success. yes, Tobey Maguire is a little weird. Yes, that's fine. Leonardo DiCaprio is feeling a little off and you're like unsure about whether he's acting very well. Yes, exactly. So, so everything I don't like about this trailer, I'm not supposed to like about this trailer. You're, you're going to totally gonna be the understand greatest it movie ever created. I have been. Is, yes. I have literally been wanting to make this film myself for ten years, <laughs> and it is coming out, and it looks to be exactly the thing I was wanting to make. Which I actually, to be honest, I don't like Moulin Rouge. I, I've not seen Romeo plus Juliet. I I'm not a I'm not a Lerman fan, but this is making me a Lerman fan. This trailer, so I I might go back and revisit Roman or um, Moulin Rouge and see if maybe I just wasn't connecting with it. You, you, you have a night where you just didn't really, it didn't click for you. Mm-hmm. And I need to watch Romeo and Juliet because I think that is really good. I've just been putting it off. Plus. Romeo, do I really have to say Romeo plus Juliet? Yes. yes. It is and a mathematical a equation. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet equals sad face. Romeo, uh, was, it, was it William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet? Was I think so. Yes. In yes. case you were confused about whose Romeo and Juliet it was. <laughs> All right, so we've got Based a Based few... on the novel by. Right. <laughs> okay, so we've got four trailers that we should probably rush through real quick. Um, Lightning no round. 
Yes, lightning round, exactly. So the first one is going to be After Earth, which this is the one with Tom Cruise? No. No. This is the the one with the Smiths. The Smiths. Yes, the Smiths. Smith and Smith Jr. Different post-human, post-apocalypse, Earth regrowing itself kind of movie. Right, right. So this, this is post earth plus avatar whereas i think we should talk about the same time go ahead and talk about oblivion which is post earth plus minority report yep i have a theory about oblivion and that it's secretly the movie moon i have a theory that oblivion and moon are the same movie (laughs) and that it's all an elaborate ruse because that's the only way that movie can be good hey (laughs) i like moon so i'd be okay with it moon was awesome and it's directed by my favorite director of always the director of tron legacy so so Visually, good. it will Oblivion. Rock my she's world. talking Oblivion about. Is. Oblivion. Yes, is still After Earth Oblivion. is not directed by her favorite director. After Earth is directed Note. by everyone's favorite schlocky twist ending lover. <laughs> right. Note nice that his name around. appears nowhere. Nowhere in nope. that trailer. <laughs> now it's a teaser. Well, trailer, they learned so it, from yeah. they 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 learned from uh, Devil's creation of the so-called Shyamalan groan. This yeah. is an actual <laughs> thing. You see, people, audiences see his name on screen now, and they go. Oh. I I did that. I did that live because yep. I was watching the trailer uh, and the girl next to me and she was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I was like, it's directed by M. Not Shyamalan. And she went, oh. Like every yep. bit of hope she had for the film drained out of her in about now, half a second. Now, he didn't write this movie. Exactly. Yes. Gary Widow kind of wrote this movie and he wrote Book of Eli, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. It's a good film. And and so I'm excited to see what what else he has. He's also writing the uh, Penny Arcade New Kid movie. Oh, uh, the oh, animated cool. movie that they're going to bring out sometime. Nice, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. But I, I... what I like is that the twist of this movie would be that it's Earth, and mm-hmm. they gave it away in the trailer. Yes. So it's like M Night's just like, look, I got a twist, but I'm going to give it to you in the teaser trailer, so you don't need to worry about being twisted later. Well, unless the twist is it's not Earth. Which is always possible. It's, it's actually, actually the Capricorn. whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the the one thing, yes, it's not written by him. It looks really good. Like um, Avatar, uh, what what's the movie called? The Last Airbender, did not look good. Like no moment of nope. that looked good. Um, I can't think of any of his films since. I don't know. Even the trailers for Signs didn't make it look that great. Even though I ended up liking the film to a certain extent. His films have not looked good. This looks fantastic. So that that's what's giving me a little bit of hope about it. Well, he he mentioned on Twitter tonight how different it is editing a CGI movie. Like he called it hmm. a CGI movie. I think huh. that this is uh because it's so special effects heavy, he may not have as much influence on the visuals as he would in a live action movie. Hmm. Hmm. In that the animators are doing some of it, uh, I that think possible. That, that that he's just absorbing what other people are. Maybe he's learned what Lucas never really didn't was letting other people contribute. Yeah, collaboration and, is where Star Wars really thrived, and Star Trek, to a certain extent, was yeah. people who disagreed, butting heads, throwing all their ideas into a pot, and making Star Trek Two. That's that's a good thing. So, yeah, yeah. So, Michael, is is it working for you at least in teaser trailer form? Yeah, I don't know. It it it. it I'm not sure. Uh, mm. 
I go back and forth on the whole thing. I, 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 <laughs> these are like bad examples for me. I mean, uh, I'm excited for for Oblivion because it's Kaczynski. I'm not excited for After Earth because it's in my travel and I don't care anybody else who's attached. So, mm. yeah, I, I totally hear you. And, and Oblivion, I'm, weirdly, I'm actually less excited for Oblivion just because it looks so. I don't know, maybe because they gave everything away in the teaser trailer. It's like, oh, the drones are hunting him. What? and But that's why? That's not at all what's happening in you that trailer. I'm convinced. Yeah, I have really? no idea. I only have, I, the only thing that I have from my notes for Oblivion is Morgan Freeman in all caps. <laughs> because that's the only thing that I got out of that trailer. I don't really? know what's going on. I got the whole am... plot of the film, but you're telling no. me I'm wrong. I'm so convinced that, have you seen the movie Moon? I, I've seen the movie Moon, dear. Okay, so yeah, don't call me dear when you're arguing with me. That's for later. I'm so convinced that we're being deceived with that trailer and that hmm. there is a lot more going on because I refuse to believe a trailer can be that terrible. <laughs> so there you're you on go. board with me. She's you're you're just telling hope. me that, that it's a it's all a red herring. Yes. That is the John Harrison of movie trailers. That yes. that entire trailer is just the first act, and then the rest of it is so if, much better. If that is true, yes. I will be very happy. Yep. That was not true of Minority Report. We saw the trailer to Minority Report, and it came out, and it was that, and it was fine, but that's all but it that's was. that's what happens when you base a two-hour movie on a hundred-page short story. That's true. That's true. Always. Yep. Now, I guess we'll we'll see what Oblivion is based on. Hopefully, it wasn't just a dream that someone had. <laughs> I, have, I have someone I know hopes. what it was based on. What was it? What? It was it was based on um, Kaczynski wrote an eight page graph like a graphic novel, oh. and they saw it and they went, actually, we'll probably make this into a movie for you. Oh, cool! So nice. they did that. That's nice of them. I know. Okay, so I'm going to make a quick executive a decision. Novel, <laughs> I'm going to make a quick executive decision to skip over the Lone Ranger. Um, if anyone Good. in our audience wants to ever see anything about the Lone Ranger, they can do that on their own time. We're gonna we're gonna move on. All you and have to know, don't. weird bird hat. You're good. Yeah. Weird bird hat. Just, Moving on. Just skip it. That's all right. Radagast to the movie. Like we're uh, doing. <laughs> all right. So, G.I. Joe. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about it oh. briefly. Because they do detonate London. Like, really, like, I saw the trailer, right? Like, I'm not wrong. London's gone. No, that was London. London, London melted. Off face the earth, yeah. What? I can safely it, it, say. I think ahead, they Jeff. used one of those magnetic... Uh, accelerator things it, from space, and they just mm-hmm. launched a projectile so hard that it cracked the surface, like, like a meteor. Basically, they did it, a man-made it, meteor. Like, yeah, broke a very I mean, which is a really cool part of the planet, which is a really cool idea. Oh yeah, but poor London. the The issue I have with this is the rock. There, there's issue number one, and yeah. issue number two is the only things that I really enjoyed about the first movie was uh, Chris Eccleston. And George mm-hmm. Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. And they're not in this movie. So. Suddenly they found out they had better things to be doing with their time. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt got famous. Pretty I'm, much I'm also a little concerned when it comes to G.I. Joe re- retaliation because they like went down for six months to, for extensive reshoots to put Channing Tatum back into the movie. Yeah. When because originally he him dies off in, in the first five <laughs> minutes. And then, oops, he became a big deal. Right. Uh, so... I'm, yeah, we got the I, first trailer um, literally a year ago. Yeah, trailer I mean, one this, was this December is a movie of last with, year. With two Super Bowl trailers. Yeah. By the time by the time it actually comes out, there's the potential for there to be two Super Bowl trailers for this. But movie. it's a, it's a new film essentially. Like Bruce Willis is more in it more. Chad and Tatum's in it more. It's 3D now. Yeah, 
I'm I'm curious to see what kind of editing horror show it is because yeah. how they <laughs> excise the like good quote unquote good parts of the original version of this movie and then transplant them to this sort of horrible Frankenstein monster of a different movie. It's going to be interesting to see. It, it would be it seems really like good. everyone got a yeah. lot tanner in the the later shot footage. <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum really has been neat. hitting the bronzer hard. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be neat if they they release both versions mm. like on blu-ray see it was, the original version it was done yeah. like they've got it in the can somewhere yeah that would yeah. be interesting we won't My real... i mean it'll be like smoking the bandit three the one they did with uh jackie gleason <laughs> playing the smoky oh, and the bandit <laughs> it exists but we'll never see it yep my main problem is is that gi joe rise of cobra was just so much fun mm. as a movie they melt the eiffel tower get arrested for being the worst covert team ever <laughs> in the world. And, and then we get You're this You're really bad at your like, job. Here are some handcuffs. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> they only get let out because they ask real, real nicely if Paris will let them go. They never come back. <laughs> and then we get this, which looks kind of like Transformers action, summer action movie, Terrible Fest. And I just, I don't want it. Well, what, what if it ends up being fun? What if this is just the action movie version of it and there actually is a... A version of this movie that where they are having fun. I mean, Bruce Willis looks like he's having fun at least. I don't know if The Rock can have fun. Hmm. His face is that one sort of expression. He was in like the Tooth Fairy. He can. I have was about fun. to say. <laughs> fun and collecting and a now paycheck. And now I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> it's not going to be as fun as Christopher Eccleston doing a strange no. accent from his there's, underwater lair. There's no way it can be as fun as Rise of Cobra. I like. I watched it on cable. And I was just like, I'm going to finally watch this Cobra movie. Maybe it'll be fun. I mean, that was probably the most fun movie that I'd seen at at that point. I, to I be like, honest, Drew, so I did not. Fun. I didn't get through half an hour of that film. I, I missed I, the first half hour, I think. It, so th- isn't this isn't this the podcast I was kicked off of for liking Crystal Skull? Yes. <laughs> Explain to me why it's why would you okay bring that up again? to like Rise of Cobra, which is, by all accounts, an awful movie. It's fun? You say, you tell me. Rise of Cobra doesn't ruin my, my childhood yes. by just shoving Indiana Jones' face it, into the not, ground it's while it's his not hat the is stolen by a small, snot-nosed child. Yes. It's, it's G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is from your childhood. Not yeah, but it's guys. not the people who invented hmm. G.I. Joe pooping on G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and then saying, why, "Isn't why? this so good? Don't you want to see more of this?" But, it, but it, no. You know that know. thing you love? Here's Shia LaBeouf in it. Feel better? <laughs> How much better uh, do you feel? You're welcome, guys. I don't know. Let's I, put a hat on him. It'll be fine. I I don't see what you guys <sighs> see in GI Joe One, but I guess we'll see if they what they do with GI Joe Two because I don't know if the studio understands. Well, GI Joe One is just so exquisitely bad. Mm. I mean, Indiana Jones Four I mean, is just sad. I don't know how, much, how far you can trust me. I watch The Happening for fun. Like I, that I've movie's seen hilarious The Happening if you watch like, it like it's a comedy a thousand times. Ooh. Really? Oh god, it's so funny. <laughs> we can we Mark can never Wahlberg be friends. Yells at a we, tree. Can, oh. we can never be friends. <laughs> there was that movie one thing. Is a comedy. There was one thing I saw that people saw the uh, Michael Bay has the new film coming out with Mark Wahlberg, Pain and Gain, and this article was about the unintentionally funny things in it. And I'm reading it, reading the the trailer, the the description. I'm like, no, all of that was supposed to be funny. 
Uh, so I, I'm very confused about Pain and Gain because apparently it looks like an unintentionally funny movie when it actually is an intentionally funny movie. So that would be interesting. It's G.I. Joe 2, as, as it gets to the comparison. Are they going to try to make an actually funny movie or are they going to try to make a serious movie and fail delightfully like they did the first time around? I'm sorry. Battle L.A. just totally cornered the market on terrible action movies that are hilarious. We don't need G.I. Joe 2. All right. We just don't need it. All right. So turning, turning again to movies that we absolutely do need, I, I want to read the first panel uh, from Joel Watson's Hijinks and Sue. Well, it's actually low fi jinx. Uh, the, the guy says, <laughs> I don't get this specific rim trailer. I mean, sure, you have sex with it, but then what? But then what? <laughs> Which pretty much sums up I yep. have watched this movie so, or this trailer so many times. Yes. Oh my God. Giant robots versus giant monsters. That's oh my the God. one the trailer is. They incorporate the standard trailer inception bong noise into the soundtrack of yes. the trailer. <laughs> it truly is the king of all trailers, the crown I, jewel in Trailer Mountain. I, I tweeted my my thoughts, and they remain to this day. Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy fights monsters from another dimension using a giant robot powered by GLaDOS. <laughs> yes. Yep, oh, done, man. deal. I'm there. I will see it Soul. so many times. <laughs> At least 47 times, yes. I'll never not be seeing it from here to <laughs> till I die. I'll I mean, figure like, out there's, something. There's, there's a punch, like like I the know. robot punches. It's a rocket punch. And it's got rockets. That's a rocket yeah. punch. Rocket punches. We, we, we call that a rocket punch in the mecha <laughs> fan industry. And Okay, so Ooh. I was actually kind of worried about this movie because this is the movie that Del Toro made instead of The Hobbit, which I really, really wanted to see his version of The Hobbit. And when I heard he was going to be making a giant mech version, or giant mech movie instead of The Hobbit, my heart sank. I don't know. But a giant is... mech version of The Hobbit would be really cool. <laughs> I'd watch the crap out of that. <laughs> but this is turning out. This is this is turning out to be a thing. Like, Real Steel was, like, kind of cool. Like, with little guy robots. But this is, like, big guy robots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a huge... Um... Uh, Japanese tokusatsu fan, uh, which is like Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, which gets translated into Power Rangers over here, uh, and like Godzilla and all that stuff. So I mm-hmm. love giant robots. I love kaiju. I love that they're calling them kaiju. Yes, like that's they are. Friggin' that's they, awesome. They're called the kaiju in like I think in the trailer they mention it. Um, but if I know there's the background material, uh, the viral video stuff they did talks about the kaiju emergency system yeah. and like all the stuff, uh, all the copy talks about uh they get in giant robots called jaegers to fight kaiju and i'm like oh god 12 year old michael is losing his mind right now <laughs> they don't they don't have swords yet i they haven't hey, we don't know i'm them sure they swords. will oh there's a oh, rocket punch in that sword. movie who's to say there isn't some sort of laser sword in the, there somewhere the tagline is the trailer is we built robots to fight monsters yes. that's all no, we, we built <laughs> monsters to fight monsters that's oh that's, that's right sorry. sweet sweet my, sword slinging monsters Oh, and my favorite line, my favorite line, I I forget the actor's name, but when he says, we are canceling the apocalypse. Idris Elba. That is such. The man who should be every part. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All the roles. That is like such a trailer line, but it's also such a fantastic movie line. Like memories of it, of um, Independence Day coming back. Oh, yeah. Although this looks way better than that was. (laughs) But every bit of amazingness of Independence Day with giant robots. Wait, yep. wait! I can't like 
G.I. Joe 1, but you can just be like, oh, Independence Day is great. So I, never. And then move I just, on. Whoa. In his uh, defense, Independence, Independence Day is great. No, it Lord is. Laura Roslin is, is in it. Laura like, Roslin. Uh, was, was there some sort of alternate point you might <laughs> want to make in terms of the, the incredible no, quality no, no. of I'm saying that I like American super Day. film Independence Day? I like Day? Independence Day. And GI Joe because they're both so terribly good. I I, I guess what I'm what I was Acceptable. trying to say with with my Indiana Jones point is that you can like bad movies and you can also not like bad movies and I think people's tastes are different. I think is the yes. point I was trying to make. You're wrong. <laughs> but we are all agree. same auton- automatons with similar tastes. <laughs> but this still this doesn't even look like it's a bad movie. Like, and I don't know how that's even possible. It looks like it's a great movie. Yes. Well, made what, just for me. What I'm afraid of is some extremely confusing boardroom meeting happened at some point where they were like, "What's well, Michael Nixon kid? We should make a movie just for him." It's like, been Del Toro like forcing them to let him make this. He's like, "No, understand guys, I am the next big thing. I know I haven't made anything that made any money ever, but I am the next big thing and you will let me make whatever I want to make." And spend as much money as I want on it. It's, yeah. I, apparently, he is just a massive nerd, which I didn't quite realize from stuff like Pan's Labyrinth that he was like an actual nerd. One what I'm us, afraid of, what, what I'm afraid of is is uh, the next trailer. Mm, I'm afraid yeah. that it's going to be the let's bring the girls in, so it's all going to be focused on you know on the guy from sons of anarchy and his girlfriend and how they're in love and he's got to i've got to i i know you don't like it but i've got to get in this giant robot and fight these monsters from another dimension oh rob oh i live for the day when people just accept that girls want to see a movie about giant robots fighting aliens from the ocean yes i I hope that there (laughs) are that's true gender equality everybody yes (laughs) that's when we will have won Sometimes a girl just wants to watch a giant robot rocket punch a monster. <laughs> I'm 21st century, get over it. Yes, definitely. You're welcome. Copyright Michael Nixon. Well, <laughs> as yes. long as we don't get two hours of Shinji crying, I'm going to be happy about Pass. this because it's hard for me to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion, as amazing as it is, because Shinji cries so freaking much. I mean, I tell it's Drew his primary attack. not to be a bitch, but <laughs> Shinji, oh my god. Okay, Too so much. that's Pacific Rim. That's an, that's an hour of the Observation Lounge. I do appreciate you guys uh, being with me today. Do you want to go around the I horn? I appreciate you too, Greg. Aw, thank you. <laughs> uh, other hosts as well, I guess. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I appreciate me very much. Thank you. <sighs> so, Catherine, in particular, thank you for being on again as you are news editor of the show. It's really helpful for you to be here. Uh, where can people find you around the internet? They can find me mostly on the Twitters at Hawkeye Poet. Very good. And and Michael, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, on the internet, you can find me uh, uh, at Michael Nixon uh, or at Geek Crash Course. It's the web series I do. You can also find that at geekcrashcourse.com or Facebook or websites or it's in various places. <laughs> and uh, congratulations on achieving the Kickstarter goal. Uh, last time you were on the show, yes. you were... You were kickstartering, and we weren't sure, but you absolutely made the goal. We surpassed our goal, uh, putting rewards packages together now 
Kickstarter remains a full-time job. Um, nice. But we've actually shot our first couple of episodes already. Uh, I get to wear a really weird tie because we're doing Doctor Who, and that guy gets through neckwear like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. Nice. Uh, so there you go. A little cool. bit of a spoiler for everybody. Neat. I'll make I'll make sure I put a spoiler tag on it. My Drew, God. Drew as well. Thank you for joining us. Where can we find you around the internet? You can find me on Twitter at double o five with no H. Michael. <laughs> o- oops. <laughs> it's a common mistake. Yeah, what? you can also find me on the Ready Room where I'm on every original series episode. And and you can find me, I'm going to write up a end-of-year recap of movies that I saw for Cinetropolis uh, for, for that website. So that's it. That's cool. Very good. Well, uh, one, one more time, thank you everyone for being with us. And um, basically, we're not going to do a show next week, so next time you hear us, it will be 2013. So have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all of those things. Yay. Bye. 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 Meeting adjourned.